0: Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Melch. Can you introduce uh, yourself for the people listening?
1: My name is Merit Natkunda. I work with CARE Uganda, Initiative Manager in the Women and Youth Financial Inclusion Program.
0: Why is it important for us to be talking about challenges in the work that we do?
1: It's important that we talk about challenges because there's a thin line between what we do and the environment that we work in. So at times what is looked at as challenges is really the work we are meant to deliver. For instance, we've been working on a digital solution. The challenges that we had in our programming, when you come to analyze it, they are the challenges that are in the digital ecosystem that any other person doing the digitalization of any business faces similar challenges. When the project was starting, we are addressing them as if they are unique challenges to our target population, whereas these are challenges that are in the whole digital ecosystem, that when you are addressing them, you need to first understand how the digital ecosystem works.
0: Tell us a little bit about the project that you were working on and what that digital solution was.
1: The project is testing a digital solution for people at the base of the pyramid, that's how they are referred to in the business sense. But for us, we look at it as a digital solution that is to support women economic empowerment. And within this uh, digital solution that we are piloting, we are looking at so many things, including digital literacy, before you even talk about literacy of reading and writing itself, We are looking at exposure of women to technology. We are looking at women being able even to own phones. There's a difference between owning a phone and using it. So they could be borrowing a phone from their neighbor or from their spouse whom they're living with or from their, their friend. But again, it makes a difference when someone again owns. As we started working on this product, working with a financial institution. Remember, the financial institution is, however much they are in this, still they have to look at what is the value of this in terms of paycheck. What difference does it make on my balance sheet? So they never come and tell it to you openly. Then you also have women whom you think that the issue you are dealing with is digitalizing whatever they are working on, forgetting that at the back of their mind, some of them even could be touching the phone for their first time. So as you start moving along with them, then you find that they are not all at the same level. That means that you have to step back now and see what other partners do I need to bring on board or what other things do I need to think about before I start even talking about a digital solution for women in economic employment.
0: And what were some of the key challenges that you faced as you were trying to roll out that solution?
1: One is to bring all the stakeholders on board at the same level. Because here you have a financial institution, which is a bank. Then you have a mobile network operator. Then the partners whom you are also working with, who are helping you to reach out to women, their level of exposure in terms of technology. Then also changing the mindset of women, having them believe that this can work. Then now coming to care itself, getting buy-in from the whole team and everyone knowing that what we are doing, yes, has challenges, but so... It's like you keep taking two steps ahead, then one step backward. So it's a moving back and forth for the start, which are times where you lose a lot of time and resource in terms of catching up with the deliverables of the project.
0: You talk about taking two steps forward and one step back. What were some of the steps back you had to take, things you thought would work and didn't?
1: The first one would be in technology solutions for women. Given that this was a pilot and the first of its kind, takes a development process. And in product development, it's a stepwise kind of process. One, you begin with ideation, then you go to iteration of the solution you're working on, then you go to testing. You first you could do what you call user acceptance tests. So meaning you first do tests in across the environment, then after that, now you come to work with women, then you begin testing with the women themselves before you roll out. So you find that as we are working on this back end, we don't understand clearly what processes that are taking place at the bank end. So the bank end is doing a stepwise process, given all the approvals they have to go through. And for us here, we are still in our mode of working, where we know we got the field, get these women once they accept, then we start working on this. When a financial institution or an MNL author tells you, hold on here, there is something I'm testing, then you fail to understand.
0: And what about the digital solution itself, the actual piece of technology? Was there anything that you thought would work there and didn't?
1: What is called network uptime and downtime. You come to know that it's most common here in the developing world that the network is not always at that level where you expect it. So when you expect that there should be network uptime when women are coming to transact, maybe it's in the afternoon after their meeting, then it's network downtime, then they can't send. They can't even connect. At this end, if you've not been taken through this, how would you reach out to an MNO? So now this calls that you now maybe call the call center of the MNO and ask why is the network down. But here you're working with women, so women will feel like it's the bank that's not doing us a service. So for them, they are blaming the bank. But to understand all this, how it works, it takes some time. So you need first to work with them for some time. Then the other issue would would be using phones. Because they're using phones for the first time, they are not even used to charging them food and making sure each and every time their phones are available. As she's coming for the meeting, so she reaches in the group, she wants to transact, the battery is off. Then she gets disappointed. So you also have so many other trainings that you bring on board, like teaching them how to work with phones, how to keep them. Most of these groups are in rural areas where some of them don't have electricity in their houses, so they have to go and charge phones from the neighborhood. So they have to be taken through the whole process. How do you keep your phone running? How do you check for network to make sure that you can transact using your phone? So you have to include all this in the training manuals that you are using.
0: A lot of that points to women having much lower digital literacy and comfort using phones than we were expecting. How about working with a developer to build the digital solution? Did they really understand what the women needed?
1: You see, the technology part sits with the bank. But remember, the bank is not the one that manages technology, so there is an aggregator in between. Who works on this. Initially, as you are developing this product, however much it has been taken through testing mode, now it needs to be tested in what they call production. Products behave differently depending on many other factors that are outside the environment that you are working in. So there you have now to bring on board all these stakeholders to be patient with you because now from the financial institution end, there's someone who is managing business who's looking at the value. So it calls for so many things to be at play. So you have to make sure that you bring all these stakeholders on board, must understand the environment you're working in, take a look at the bigger picture of what you aim to achieve, and also to know that those challenges is going to be business for the financial institution, and it's also going to empower women that they'll be able even to access many other services in the financial services market. That's a whole process now. It does not happen overnight. It takes more than six months. But here you're implementing a project. You expect to be seeing results in one year, which may not be the case.
0: That's something we see very often is that we write very short timelines for something yes. like this. How mm. long would you recommend somebody expect a process like this to take?
1: Five years to start with. For it to be able to test. First year, you are developing the product. Product development takes a whole year. So meaning that here, you are moving back and forth. You are looking at all stakeholders. Let me say in terms of a legal solution, you are looking at um, mobile network operators, having a financial institution, having even fintechs come on board. Then you have your local partners you are working with. Then you have care staff. You form some kind of working group. First, make sure you now have a common vision and you start developing this. Within one year, this should be able to get you to have a product to work with. The second year should be used for testing. You are testing the connections between the Out the bank. You are testing the connections between the bank with the users. Those are the women on the ground. You are also testing how the development partners can support these women in terms of training them in financial education. You are also testing what time it would take for somebody to be trained to adapt to that technology. Then the next three years, you onboard women, get them to use this link to solution and give you feedback. So that means that at the end of five years, you will be able to say whether this can work, but it won't be able to make profit for the financial institution. And that's where we always get the problem. So at the end of the five years, someone said that the financial institution end, will be looking at his balance sheet and wondering, is this making money for me? But mine doesn't come in three years. But at least within three years, you have the business case that you can present. Presenting a business case does not necessarily mean that you are reaching profitability, no. You are presenting a business case to show that I can now onboard these numbers and these numbers can bring this revenue after this time period. So if you do this well within five years, I guess by the time you come to 10 years, this product should be profitable for the financial institution. Coming back to the women in the communities, they should be able to be seeing results. They can take financial services. They can invest in their businesses. They can even buy other products, including even insurance, because now from the fifth, the tenth year, you are giving them other services. They need loans. They need insurance. They need many other things. Then from the development partner, Kenya and its partners, you hear it to them now here, they have a model, which they are pitched well, and they can also comfortably say that this model, when it's supported in this way, then it can be able to empower women up to this extent.
0: One of the expectations is always, oh, women will just be able to use the data plan on their smartphone to be able to access an app. Did that actually work out in your situation?
1: Women being able to use an app. I'll give you an example. In, in Uganda here, we have mobile money. Mobile money has been here from 2000, they are bad, yes. Within 20 years, we have 26 million accounts for mobile money. Banking has been here from around 1927 there. For this coming 200 years, we have now only reached 13 million accounts. Nobody was training these women how to use mobile money. Men and women in the rural areas, in towns, wherever they use mobile money. They learn from their friends. So it's a peer-to-peer kind of support. So even as we do this work, we need also to look at that approach, peer-to-peer support. How do I empower one or two women in a group who can later empower others, and support them on how to use. What matters is how do you make it easy for women to understand and use. That's where the whole question lies.
0: The app had to be built using SMS instead of a data plan. Why is that true?
1: When you are teaching someone how to use a data plan, you are first teaching them how to first have money on their phone, and then they go and buy data that they can use. Telling them that process, that they have to first have money on their phones, At times, they first buy airtime, then turn the airtime into data. That's a hard task. It's easier when they are using their airtime. So when he loads airtime on the phone, he does not feel the cost that goes off the airtime that he is using because he didn't have to first convert it. When they are converting from airtime to data, first of all, psychologically, they feel the process is long. Two, they feel that they are buying something which they don't need to use most of the time. So, it's an issue of first dealing with their mindset. Should I do this? Should I do this? Whereas using airtime is something they do always because they use airtime to call their friends, to call their relatives, to discuss with their neighbor. That's what makes the difference, I would imagine, from my side.
0: Based on all this expertise you have acquired, what would you recommend to other people who are trying to start building an app or creating a digital solution?
1: have a working group because you have many partners involved in this like i told you you need an mlo you need a financial institution you need a finite then you also need government partners development partners and maybe other local partners that you are working with in case it's donor funded we need to have a representative of the donor on the board who understands how technology solutions work so that there is some bit of patience from that angle this working group should be meeting periodically to look through Two things, one, progress, but mostly discuss challenges, and also create room for flexibility. In case something's not working, you should be able to take a decision. See, with this, you have several expertise, and I think that's what has made us succeed up to where we are, because that's the kind of arrangement that we have. You should be able also to have a process in terms of product development that you are following. So when you look at ideation, whom, which partners do you need on board, even if they're not part of you, how are you outsourcing this resource that supports in this? And now the iteration part of it is where you need to have different models that you would think of before you have one that you think is the best fit. All this needs time. You need to know how much time do I have at my disposal to do this. And from what I see, really five years would be something minimum that someone can work with before you come up with any solution to say, yes, I can work with this.
0: Was there anything in this process that surprised you?
1: We would imagine that setting up a digital solution is something that you can easily work with, like training women in acquiring business skills. They fail to know that this one needs much more patience than you have ever worked with with other interventions. Because some of the challenges are outside the challenge of network, not being able to connect. That's something you can't You have no control over really.
0: Knowing what you know now, if you could start all over for again from the beginning, what would you do differently?
1: First, put the, all these stakeholders I told you, put them in one room, and we first go through a thinking process together before we start on this. I'll give you a minimum maybe of three months. Every fortnight we meet for two hours for three months, and we discuss this and we go and think about. It. So by the time we now we start working on this, we are all at the same level of understanding.
0: And how would you include the women who should be using the digital solution? How would you include them in that process at the beginning?
1: I would still be testing this product with the very end users. Another challenge that you get to working with financial institutions, or and MNOs, they do innovations customers so when they are testing they are testing a solution with the different attributes but from the same customer who falls in a different market segment and they are getting another product altogether.
0: do you have any final words of wisdom you want to share with the listeners
1: technology is now the way to go as we look at digital solutions we should now widen our scope we don't only look at the digital solutions for financial services because you see digitalization can do many other things for instance Digitalization can also help us in mitigation and prevention of uh, gender-based violence. I'll give you a simple example. Women get SMS messages on their phones. So why wouldn't they? I also work with a financial institution or how do you prevent GBV? And ask them like, whenever you send an SMS, the woman can also send a message also to make sure that now people learn how to live in harmony. Every day I'm sending them a message, I would add like a question. Did you to your spouse today? Have you discussed anything to support your home? I'd also work with the financial service providers and make them become sensitive to some of these issues, like how do you provide a good service to breastfeeding mothers? Do they have a corner where they can have a baby crib? Beyond financial services, you look at how else would you create a good and safe environment for a woman? Because remember that as much as you are bringing all these innovations to the woman, they shouldn't come in some form of a burden. They should come in a way, but they should be light enough to help her also sort of many other challenges that
0: she's dealing with. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks to everybody in our audience who listened. Stay tuned for our next Failing Forward.